Oh. Hi, it's Beth, and this is the Uncabaret. Today's episode features Kevin Nealon, who starred on Saturday Night Live, his own Comedy Central special, Weeds, and in this story you're about to hear. And now, Kevin Nealon. I've been having trouble sleeping lately. I attribute that to either that cup of coffee I had two weeks ago or because I'm getting married in 20 days. This will be my second marriage. Hello, Hollywood. I still can't believe I'm getting married. I'm still trying to believe I'm divorced. People always react the same way when they hear you're divorced. Oh, I'm sorry, that's too bad, they say. And then invariably, the next question is, did you have any kids? And I say no, and they always say, oh, well, that's good. That's better that way. I don't think they understand, though. Divorce is still painful. It's like if you got your legs blown off and someone says, oh, that's too bad, I'm really sorry, and then asks, did you have any nice shoes? <laughs> no? Oh, well, that's good. That's better. You're okay. Walk it off. <laughs> yes, divorce is painful and very upsetting, and there are panic and anxiety attacks that accompany it but nothing that weekly therapy and a few minor sedatives couldn't handle. I can't remember the name of the sedatives or even how to spell or pronounce them. They were spelled like a bunch of leftover Scrabble letters all thrown together. <laughs> I could read the instructions though and the pills were to be taken daily. So, as to not forget, I kept them in a plastic pill box, each of the seven compartments marked with the first letter of the days of the week. You've probably seen these before. Usually senior citizens with Alzheimer's pull them out of their bag hanging from their walker. Another technique to deal with the impending panic attacks was a simple brown paper lunch bag. Inhaling and exhaling into the bag prevents you from hyperventilating and keeps your breathing regular. The bag would expand and then collapse, expand and collapse. This was be to be done for several minutes and I always kept the bag close at hand. Time passed and I healed, but I didn't think I could ever trust again. Besides, I was older now and knew it would be tough to meet somebody who was set in my ways. Well, I eventually met Susan. Susan was somewhat younger than me, and although she wasn't set in my ways, I recognized the potential. <laughs> the age difference meant nothing. We soon fell in love. I knew this was the woman that I wanted to spend the rest of my time on prescription refills with. <laughs> After three years of dating, I realized it was time to propose, and I would need a ring. I went to a jewelry store and learned all about diamonds. I couldn't believe how much there was to learn. Their cuts, the ratings, the flaws, the colors. Does it have fire? The relationship of the diameter to the depth? Pear shape, marquee, step cut? Does it dance? How much should you spend on an engagement ring? It was all so overwhelming that I had to run out to my car and breathe into my bag. <laughs> now, once I decided on the ring, I had to decide how to do it. I have heard all of these romantic stories about how guys propose to their girls in a hot air balloon, on a gondola in Venice, at a Laker game, the ring in the soup, in front of a fireplace in a chalet in Vermont. The list is endless. I felt the pressure to come up with a fun and surprising way to propose. There were several aborted attempts. I thought maybe I could hide the ring in a burrito. <clears throat> so there was the trip to Mexico. We went in, I believe it was May. Yes, that's right. It was definitely May because that was Susan's spring break. We... <laughs> we arrived at a resort in Puerto Vallarta and had a week of non-